Welcome to the Appalachian Baptist Network. We seek to equip, encourage, and engage pastors and church leaders in the Appalachian region. We focus on having conversations on church revitalization in the mountains and beyond. Your hosts are Matthew Jacobs, Brent Snyder, Jacob Gwynn, and Travis Tyler. Welcome back to the Appalachian Baptist Network. I am your host today, Travis Tyler, and joining me again is Jacob, Brent, Matthew, and Big T, Travis Burt. So today we're going to explore the question of what exactly is Appalachia? We're talking about it. And I think to kick this off, we have got to say the name of this region right. If you are not from this area, what you were taught in elementary school is wrong. Jacob, help us out on this one. It's Appalachia. What do you, how, do you, how, do you, how do you say it? Say it nice and slow for all our friends on the coast. I don't know if you can say it slow. They want to say, how do you, what's the most common mispronunciation of Appalachia? I think I often hear Appalachian. Mm-hmm. Appalachian. And how do you feel as a Appalachian native whenever you hear that, Brent? Just like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what went wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you feel more like a uh, like a category for like sociology as opposed to a person. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. It feels. And to me, it feels a bit like nails on a chalkboard. It just makes me cringe a little bit when people say it that way. Another thing that's kind of neat about it, though, is when people pronounce it that way, you know automatically they are not from this area, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It gives them away. They are from off. They're from off, right? That's what they call you, isn't it? What do they say? What what does that mean? Define that for our friends. I am from off the mountain. They're from off. So for all of our listeners that are from off, Here's a quick way to remember how to say it. I'm going to throw an apple at you. So it's Appalachia. All right? Not Appalachia. Appalachia, right? Now, what are we talking about here, guys? How big of an area is Appalachia? Yeah, debatable. I, think, yeah I was going to say, that's definitely debatable. Um, you're looking about as far south as, I guess, Georgia northern Alabama, and then I would say up to about Pennsylvania. But but even within those, you have different cultures within part of southern Appalachia and northern Appalachia. Mm-hmm. And even almost like central Appalachia. We're sort of almost like, I guess, south-central Appalachia. But mm. Yeah, we're, I'm uh, looking at the Appalachia Regional Commission here, and they classify Appalachia as 205 square uh, thousand square miles it's a region that spans from new york to northern mississippi it includes 12 states and it includes alabama georgia kentucky maryland mississippi which we debated a little bit before the podcast right but some of us are settled that it's okay now is it okay matthew still are you debate. okay with still debate, mississippi man. being in the fold uh-huh. new york north carolina no doubt about north carolina though right Ohio, Pennsylvania, which, by the way, has one of the most counties in Appalachia and is in Pennsylvania. South Carolina, Tennessee, also have a lot the of The great state of Tennessee. And, and that's right. And let's, let's just pause for a minute here, get this straight. I will often be outside Tennessee, and I will hear people say, Oh, you're from eastern Tennessee. Jacob, how do you feel about that when people say that to you? It's east Tennessee. Why is it east Tennessee? I am not though? east from eastern Tennessee. Can it be eastern? Why it not? is east Tennessee. Because it's eastern Kentucky, right? It's eastern Kentucky. It's western North Carolina, but it's east Tennessee. 
Yeah, and that's because we got three sections of the state. We have west, central, and east. Or middle, right? You don't say, I'm from central end or middle in Tennessee. No, I'm I guess from, you do say middle. Yeah, you would say middle. So east, to, east, middle, and west. And you wouldn't say west North Carolina either, right, brothers? No. Right. Western. Western. Then it's fighting words. That's right. That's right. So, so we're, we're bridging the gap here between east Tennessee and western North Carolina and uh, portions of Virginia. Something else that's fascinating here. Uh, any guy, anybody want to take a stab? How many how many counties is counted here by the Appalachian Regional Commission as Appalachian? I'd say maybe fifteen thousand counties. Well, that's, that's a really high number. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm throwing a number out we're, there. Five hundred. We're going to go ahead. We're going to run that over to Texas while we're at it. Throw <laughs> them into the fold. <laughs> Lower. That's what we call the college try. <laughs> that's right. Just give it the old college try. Give it the old college try. 250. 250. Okay. There about 420 communities there in 13 states. And I think it's supposed to be counties, isn't it? I think it's counties. Yeah, that's definitely debatable. That's debatable? I would All say right. so. All right. Well, the according to arc.gov, that's that's the stats. If you're counting Mississippi in this equation and then parts of Alabama, I mean Birmingham According to your map, there's no ham like Birmingham. It is part of this. There's no way. And there's there, there's nothing about Birmingham that would look like Appalachia. And and for that matter, there's not really much of Alabama that I would ever consider part of Appalachia. But one comment: the north part of Appalachia with the with the mountains are there. One comment, though, I think the map also includes the foothills. So mm-hmm. when you think about the lower parts of the mountains that surround the mountains. Yeah, I can see some of that. But that ridge line is what we're talking about. Living up in that ridge and up in those hills. Right, I, brothers? I would yeah. agree. Yeah. For me, it is, it is the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the region I would sort of define. And it's, it's interesting because um, even though, you know, we really, there are like 25 million people, according to ARC here, who are living in the Appalachian region, but I was just reading another article that stated that only 35% of people that live in Appalachia consider themselves as Appalachia as part of their identity. Why do you guys think that there's sort of this distance between, yes, I'm from Appalachia, but I don't really consider myself to be Appalachian? There's a I, think, I think some of that is, you know, people that may connect with this area, but there are stereotypes about the area. And I think there is, to some degree, wanting to have an identity of this is home, but that's not what I'm like. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, it, when, you look, when you look at that map, there is less and less rural area in that map, and there's more big cities being developed within, within, within that region. And so I think as sort of the, the big city culture, I guess you could say, starts to take over, people want to disconnect even further from, from that True mountain Appalachian culture. So are we are we putting some cities on notice today that they're no longer? I would say so. Who's on notice? Birmingham. Birmingham's on notice. Birmingham is on notice. Knoxville. Are we putting Knoxville on notice? Tennessee's there. So that I mean, I I think Knoxville. I would say Knoxville is right on the border. I think most people in Knoxville would consider them. They're East Tennessee, but it's hard to call them Appalachian. I yeah. think we could hear arguments from Knoxville, but it's unlikely. The only good thing going for Knoxville, in all honesty, the only good thing that Knoxville has going for it is it has a Raising Kings on campus. Interesting. 
Did you guys ever see ESPN did a commercial once? Uh, it was during college game day, and it was the Lee Corso and Kurt Herbstreit, those guys. And uh, there was a, they were all getting off of an elevator. It was like all these different mascots and different things. And they had a guy that was in a pair of coveralls with a coonskin hat. Do you remember this? Yeah, Daniel Boone. <laughs> what was the reaction that ESPN got from people in this area when they? Do you remember this? I do. I, I don't. Th- I don't remember anybody liking it. I remember everybody hating it. I remember backlash, friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of backlash because I think the guy didn't even have shoes on, right? No, no shoes. I'm not. Even, I don't even think he had a shirt on. It was just overalls and a coonskin hat. It was pretty sad. I mean, it was like sad, very sad. Uh, so yeah, there's this wanting to distance from that. There's a there's an urbanization that's happening in some areas. Over on the North Carolina side, you have uh, Asheville. Asheville, right? I mean, Asheville's culture is going to be different. Yes, than... very much so. It's like um, San Francisco of the South, brother. Asheville, San Francisco. Yeah, I always thought of it as the Seattle of the South. The Seattle, yeah. Portland, um, yeah. San Antonio. Keeping it weird. There's a loop that people take that they will go from. From Portland, Seattle, jump over to Texas for who knows what reason. Come back up to Asheville and then jump back over to the West Coast. It's because it. <laughs> well, you know what you know what's interesting about Asheville though is is Asheville is not trying to disconnect from like the Appalachian culture as much as they want to redefine yes. what the Appalachian. I mean, you know, some of the cities we're talking about, I would say definitely want to disconnect, but it's like Asheville wants to embrace it. But at the same time, they want to change it to where it's, you know, sort of the keep Asheville weird and the the culture, the Appalachian culture can somehow be married together. And so, you know, that's there's a lot of animosity in our area towards Asheville for that reason. And you got Boone over there, too, which is yeah. a little different than Asheville still, isn't it? Yeah, it's very different. Uh, of course, we have um, Appalachian State University there, so that creates its own um, almost economy in a way because you got... Students coming in from off and professors <laughs> coming in from off, from all over the place. In fact, uh, over the past several years, there's been a, a desire to get all kinds of international students there, too. So we're having some international flair, which is a good thing. It's nice to have some differentiating cultures there represented in some of our uh, culinary uh, things going on in, in, the, in the town of Boone. But, yes, this is very different, very different. I think a little closer to Travis and I, of course – According to the song Wagon Wheel, would be Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, you know, I think there's there's definitely some embrace there. You think of even ETSU, there's some embrace of uh, of the culture because they have studies in bluegrass and uh, and storytelling, things that are rooted in the culture. Uh, but even the city itself sometimes tries, I think, kind of re- redefine it, kind of more class up. You know, the the Appalachian church it culture. up a little yeah. bit. So. I would say that Boone and Johnson City both do a, a better job of sort of maintaining the integrity, if you will, of traditional Appalachian culture than Asheville does. No, I would agree with that. I mean, Asheville's definitely more aggressive towards the traditional Appalachian culture than Johnson City or Boone. Yeah. Either one but I think some of these cities, I don't think it's necessarily that they are trying to erase the fact they're part of the, the community. I think it's more or less they don't realize they are. Because, again, like we were talking about earlier, Chattanooga, I have a hard time envisioning as part of that community. Birmingham, I doesn't even make any sense. If, if you've ever been to Birmingham, now are you saying Birmingham doesn't make sense? Like 
in totality that it exists ever? (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't make sense to consider it part of Appalachia. Like, it just just doesn't make any sense at all. Like, they would never, you you go to Birmingham, Alabama, they're never going to sit there and say that we're part of that culture. That, that anybody on the street will not even have a clue that they're considered that on the map. Being from Lower Alabama, you would be our Birmingham expert. I am the, the expert. closest thing I, we I, have. I, to I, I am the expert. expert. But if I'm hiking the AT, I'm starting in Alabama. That's the Appalachian Trail for those. And of so, if but, I, yeah, exactly. But that is like northern, like northern, like Birmingham for it's me. Like Birmingham. growing up on the coast. We always considered Birmingham North Alabama. My wife is from Tuscaloosa, the mecca of college football. Uh, um, uh, she, yeah. she sits there, and we, we get this debate, and I call it North Alabama. She's like, that's not North Alabama, that's Central. Birmingham, Central Alabama. So a central city in the state of Alabama is considered part of this. I would have a hard time envisioning that. Now, if we go up to Florence, we go up to Huntsville, those cities, I, I, I could track with that. Because you get up there, it looks like Appalachia. Like, pine trees are no more. We get to see. So that's that's the line. Well, there's no more pine trees. You pine know tree, you're in Appalachia. Pine trees are just north. ugly trees. Like there's nothing good that comes from them. But well, their needles are pretty good to keep weeds down. That's about it, right? Maybe, maybe. But but you, you get up in northern Alabama, above Birmingham, and you can see where it changes. You you go from evergreens like pine trees all the time to you start seeing more of the hardwoods. You start to see the oaks, and it, it, it kind of changes that. Like for me, when I think of Appalachia, I think of the fall, and there is no such thing as fall in Birmingham down. Like the leaves change colors, or like if you're from Mobile, the leaves just fall off, and there's still leaves on there that are green. Like it never changes. But like Birmingham is, yeah, you're, you're stretching it. Well, and it's uh, it's different. Uh, you know, I, we don't always think about this because we live here. But, you know, driving in Appalachia is different. Uh, Just had a friend come up here. If you're listening, Dr. Billy Young, give you a little shout out. He he came up recently and did a next-gen conference for us. And he told me, he said, man, you just cannot see what's coming around the corner, can you? I guess he's he's from Florida down there, and it is just miles of flatness, which... I'm not personally a big fan of. I, I got to have a little beauty to see in the background. And one of the great things about this area is you get all seasons. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say this. Every season in Appalachia is beautiful. Amen. Yeah. I mean, even winter, when we're complaining, it, there is there is still a beauty to it. It's, it's beautiful. Like I, Snow is beautiful. It's a gift from God. Maybe not two foot at one time. That might be a product of the curse. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think but. that snow might be from the curse, but there's still beauty in that. <laughs> Depends on who you get snowed in with. Yeah, that's, that's true. No, you were talking about even the roads. You know, my wife is from Middle Tennessee, from Nashville, and when we uh, when we moved back home for me, um, you know, it was it was no problem driving around. But for her, the the winding roads, but then even the roads that barely you can fit two cars on that have no lines on. My you know, th- those those are things that it drives her crazy. And even people from outside of the, the region, they, they think, how can you do this? And it's just part of life. Yeah. Well, what's funny is they don't know how to drive in it. No. Like, I, I always remember going to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, the most visited national park in America. Go in there, and all you smell is brakes. 
Nobody can drive the roads. They don't know how. They don't drive. Listen, my, when I was when I grew up, we went through. A, we had a guy in high school, Daniel Boone High School. Isn't that a fitting name? For it is. Yeah. But uh, he would talk about don't ride your brakes, right? For all you people not from Appalachia, let me make this real clear. Here's how you take a curve in the mountains: you brake before the curve, and then you accelerate through. You do that in South Alabama too. Yeah, but they forget. It's like people forget. When they, they get they get, well, the thing is, is when in you South see Alabama, when you, when you look off the side of the road, it's like, that's a couple hundred feet down there. It makes you more nervous. But like, you go over there, and you're going to smell brakes. Like it, someone's brakes are burning. Like it, it, it's just never... It never fails. Nothing like the smell of brakes in the Smokies. <laughs> Nothing like the smell of brakes. Maybe brakes that's why the they call the Smoky Mountains all the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's also interesting. You think about as large as the area is. Um, you think from northern Alabama even up into Pennsylvania. There, there's still even just pockets of different identity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. E- even in East Tennessee compared to Western North Carolina, there's just different pockets of identity. Uh, and so I think that's kind of the unique thing is there's a lot of a lot of the culture is very similar, but there's there's a lot of just community identity. I think it's kind of neat as well. Would you would you say that it's tribal? Do you think that would be a fair characteristic to call it that? Yeah, I think that there's definitely some regionalism for sure. Like uh, when I think of East Tennessee and, and where I'm at, you know, there, there's an affinity there. We we're, we can connect. There's a bit of a difference between East Tennessee and North Carolina, mm-hmm. but. But even then, I think about some of my friends that are in Mountain City. That's East Tennessee, but there's still more of a connection to Western North Carolina than there is East Tennessee in some ways. No doubt. I heard a word uh, once someone used and said it's clannish. Oh, clannish. Yeah, very clannish because families stick together. And a lot of the communities were built around families, family units that came in and established. So to explain clannish as one that is from 30 minutes outside of Selma, it is not the clan that we're used to hearing about. Easy. Well, I, I'm just throwing this one out there. People need nice. to know. We're talking about the Scottish clan. And that's what I was getting at. We've got to understand. No case in front of this If clan. people are from off such as I, and they hear the word clannish, you start. <laughs> so so what... what Brent just walked out. What, what he is... What, what Travis Bird is talking about is that a lot of, a lot of our culture is from Scotland... And, and from Ireland, and so there's a lot of connection to our individual clans in regards to our name, our affinity, our, our, our family. And so uh, there, that has carried over in many ways to the way that people live, that, that we are connected by family and community, and in many ways we stay within that and, and oftentimes don't connect outside of it. And so there's this own identity with even our own family. Thank yes. you, Jacob. No thanks to you, Alabama. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, the first time I heard that word, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Because I didn't know the Scottish, like, roots of the clan. Like, when we hear clan, oh. <laughs> thanks for clarifying. Yes, that The you, people Jacob. who live in, in Appalachia are not a bunch of racists. We appreciate that. <laughs> So now this conversation has descended into absolute chaos and hopefully is still of some value. Travis, uh, what what else can we uh, continue on with this? Well, I just think that uh, 
We're we're looking forward to the next one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and land the plane here. Uh, we're looking forward to the next podcast. On the next podcast, we're gonna be exploring the history of Appalachia. We're gonna look at uh, and after that one, some of the stereotypes. Uh, people like to use the word hillbilly, and we're gonna warn you about why you don't want to do that. Uh, no hillbillies allowed on that episode. We're gonna dive into why that's a bad thing, and then we're gonna uh, deal with. Uh, kind of serving within the characteristics of what makes Appalachia unique. So thanks for tuning in today, guys, and look forward to joining you next week. Uh, Until then, uh, remember, it is not Appalachia, it's Appalachia. See you next time.